Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. But we cannot have love, intimacy, joy, if we do not let ourselves be seen. How can you expect to be loved? How can you expect to be yourself if you don't let yourself be fully seen? Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I feel like I have to do this intro differently than I normally do because I say the same thing every week. But nonetheless, here's another episode of Habits You Love. It is actually just me, solo dolo, in my closet, in my pajamas, no guest, definitely no video for this one. Just going to kind of wing it and share it with you guys, share some things on my heart, on my mind, and my soul that I feel like I just need to get out. And this episode is actually going to be about vulnerability So I'm going to be very vulnerable about this episode about vulnerability. And I know when you hear that word, you probably cringe a little bit and vulnerability and it's uncomfortable and it's icky and it's, it's very messy. Um, But we're going to get into just a couple of reasons why vulnerability is actually life-changing. It's the best thing you could absolutely do for your life, for your relationships, for your happiness, for your joy, for your intimacy, for love, my journey and experience with vulnerability because I definitely was not always vulnerable. It's going to be pretty short and I hope it resonates with you guys. And if it doesn't, maybe it's something you see in someone else that maybe they need to listen to it and, or you're trying to share this information with someone that needs to hear it, that maybe you don't feel quite as comfortable being the person to talk about this with someone else. Maybe send them this episode if you feel called and if it fits. Um, A couple of life updates. I know it sounds really cliche, but I'm really working on myself right now. <laughs> um, but seriously, I, I really am. I, I, um, I don't know. I just feel in a lull and I feel like that's okay. And I'm not gonna make it mean anything about me or myself. I'm just going to use it as information and, and really do the work. Like I know how to do the work. A couple of things I have done. It is day nine of being off my personal Instagram account I still am logged into my podcast Instagram, which I don't follow so many people and I don't mindlessly scroll on that one. And I do want to keep promoting the podcast, obviously, because that's very important to me. But I had did log off of my personal Instagram and that has felt so freaking good. I just really found myself mindlessly scrolling. I would get on and go down the rabbit hole. I would start comparing myself to other people, how they looked, where they were in their life, how I'm not there, how I don't look like that. And it just would really send me down a spiral of depression and shame and and all the negative feelings that you get when you start comparing yourself and not actually enjoying my life and the things I have going for me. And I really recognized that and I realized how time sucking it was for me. And I have so many things that I'm working on and I'm like, why am I 
putting my stuff to the side to just be on this app that is doing nothing for me except do negative things for me. So I logged out and I'm actually kind of documenting and journaling about the things that are happening to me as I'm not on social media, which has been really life changing and a lot of um, eye opening things is what I'm trying to say. So kind of each day I, I either say something I did instead of being on Instagram or just some thoughts that come to my mind. So I want to share a couple things. So one thing that I actually love that I'm doing, um, just to create better connection with the people that I actually know is that every time I click on that Instagram app and I see that I logged out of my Instagram, it's just a reminder of like, that's the choice and decision that I made and I'm going to stick to it. And so every time, you know, it's such a habit that we do, right? It's just a reflex. It's just, if you have 10 seconds to spare, you open your phone, you click that Instagram app and you just scroll for a couple of minutes or however long, and then you get off. And it's so mindless and it's so meaningless basically of why we do it. And so I would catch myself doing that. And I hated that I did that. So every time that I open the app and I see I'm logged out, what I do instead is I immediately get out. I go to my text messages and I send a friend or family member a text, like an appreciation text. I'm grateful for you. I love you. Thinking about you. Ask them how they are doing, whatever. And I've caught up with so many people. It feels so much better to actually create and have that genuine connection with people that I actually know, my friends, my family, instead of trying to create connection with strangers, which I know can be an okay thing. And yes, I've had a lot of good things happen through social media, but right now in this time, I just need the space to be with myself. And and yeah, and I do love connection. Obviously, as humans, we, we crave connection. We're wired for that. So we're trying to reestablish those connections with, again, the people that I already know. So that's one cool thing that I'm doing. Um, a couple of realizations that I've had on day four, I wrote, I was in Oklahoma and I said, I had, I hung out with family tech free, which is super fun. Just being present in the moment. Um, yeah, just being, just being there in the moment and not, you know, taking pictures on my phone or thinking I have to like document something and just, just being there and getting those actual memories as opposed to like phone memories. I had a great conversation with my mentor, Joe, about being personally connected and not digitally connected. And the realization that I had, which was kind of mind blowing to me was ever since I've logged off Instagram and I'm not doing stories, I haven't posted anything, not one single person. And maybe this is a bad thing, but I'm like, it's really kind of, you know, giving me all the feels, but not one single person has texted me and asked, um, where are you? Like, why are you not on social media? Why aren't you posting? We don't know what you're doing all day, every day, which just goes to show that I was putting so much pressure on myself to show up when really who the F cares. No one, no one cares about what you're doing with your life. Think about how much time you spend worrying about what someone else is doing and where they are and why aren't they posting and why are they not showing me what they're eating today and why are they not showing me their outfit of the day or their workout of the day? We don't care. So why are we putting so much pressure on ourselves to show up for people that literally don't care about that, don't care about us? We need to be worried about the people that do care about us and genuinely love us and care for us and want the best for us. And that as our friends, our family, our closest people to us. That's like an experiment I'm doing right now that's already paying off, I would say, very well. <laughs> and it's been good. It's It's been good. It's, you know, like I said, it, it was an unconscious habit that I was doing. So it took me a couple of days. Like I would click on the app all the time. But every time I clicked on it, I'd be like, 
well, I'm logged out. And this is just a reminder that I made this decision consciously not to do this and I'm going to stick to it. So feel free to join me in this little 30 day social media hiatus, document how you feel, document what you do, your thoughts, your realizations, and, and see how it goes. It's, it's been eye opening for me for sure. And the second thing is I recently got back from visiting Oklahoma. I go back about every three or four months to see family, friends, get some beauty stuff done. There was a couple of life events happening, baby showers, birthdays, Father's Day. And when I'm away from Oklahoma, it always feels like a good idea to go to Oklahoma. But when I'm there and then when I get back and I'm emotionally exhausted, I'm like, why do I do this to myself again? <laughs> so it's a constant back and forth of, I want to do it. Yay. I'm excited. And then I get back and I'm like, why did I do that? And not for most things and not for everyone. I think I just do get very triggered going to Oklahoma. And that's mainly just a few things that do this to me. I don't know if you know my family story, but if you do, you know that I have three siblings and a father, obviously, and our mother committed suicide and, and took her life in 2015, eight years ago on June 21st, which is another reason I went back to Oklahoma to be with my sister and my family on that day. And the triggers I get are seeing the people that I love most, who I know went through the exact same thing as I did, and some even worse, and actually witnessed this happening, and seeing the work they haven't done. Seeing the lack of effort being put into working through the trauma, seeing the lack of healing that needs to be done because we cannot run from trauma. We cannot run from pain. We cannot suppress grief. We cannot suppress anger. So when I see my blood, the people that I love the most and the way they're unresolved trauma manifest into other areas of their life where there's drama, where there's fights, where there's disowning family members, where there's bad things being said about other people. It's very triggering because I'm just like, I know the work that you need to be doing. And I know that all of this is only a projection of the emotions that you are suppressing deep down inside. And I know this isn't who you really are, but you're you don't know any other way other than to hurt people because you don't actually want to feel that pain. You would rather cause pain to other people, especially the ones that you love most and are the closest to you, instead of feeling the pain yourself. So this is why it triggers me. This is why I feel emotionally exhausted. I'm on day four of getting back and I still don't feel right. It just brought up a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings within myself, a lot of maybe some projections of me, something that I need to work on. And it's just been a very mentally and emotionally exhausting week for me. And um, this brought me back to a couple things that know for sure. And I know for sure, for sure, for sure. And I say this all the time in my stories. When I share my story is our family is so horrible about communication and about sharing feelings. We weren't raised to be encouraged to share our feelings or communicate in a healthy way, right? So when you're in your late 20s, when you're in your 30s, and you don't know how to communicate, you don't know how to share your feelings, eventually, so many things happen, so many years pass, you build up resentment, you build up anger, 
towards someone. Maybe someone is doing minor things to you for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden you explode, you blow up. There's a fight. There's drama. There's things being said that are really hard to come back from. And all of that is because in real time, we just can't say, hey, you made me feel like this. Everyone's feelings are valid. No matter how stupid you may think someone feels in that moment, someone is coming to you with their feelings and saying, you made me feel like this. And you have to validate their feelings because every feeling is valid. You cannot negate anyone's feelings and say, you shouldn't feel like that. Or why are you feeling like that in a bad way? It's lack of communication, lack of being able to share feelings. And the third, lack of being vulnerable. And this is kind of what I want to segue into is vulnerability and how important it is and how uncomfortable it can be as well. But being vulnerable literally opened up so many doors for me. It it was a big part of my healing process. And I want to share kind of like the first time that I was super, super vulnerable and the walls that came down after doing so. In September 2020, I left a very toxic relationship. It was a two and a half year relationship of a lot of secrets, a lot of things I didn't tell a lot of people that I hid. I was always the person that wanted my life to look perfect. I only wanted to show the good parts. I wanted to hide the bad parts. I realized that I was really hard for me to make true connection. I always had surface level friends, surface level situations in my life. And I really never got super deep with anyone because I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know how to say I'm an imperfect person. And I didn't think I was perfect by any means, but I was also raised to not be vulnerable, to not show the bad parts, to make sure everyone else thinks my life is perfect and beautiful and shiny and nothing is ever really wrong. So I left that relationship at the end of 2020. And by April of 2021, me and my best friend decided that I needed to share my relationship story. I had no clue what that meant. I had no clue what I was going to say. I had no clue the repercussions that I was going to bring on. But I did feel this burning desire in my gut that just said, you need to do this. And I think vulnerability does stir up something in us when we talk about being vulnerable or talking about sharing things that are going to be hard. Definitely, it will stir things up in your body and cause feelings and emotions. And so the whole time we like actually decided to do this, I was so nervous the whole time. We recorded all the episodes before we released them. And even I remember, I don't remember if it was in the middle of recording or after we had recorded all the episodes, but I actually went to her, my friend, and I was like, I'm really scared. I'm really scared to release these episodes. What if this? What if that? Whenever we are going to be emotional and put ourselves out there emotionally, it's very scary. And we will come up with so many reasons why we shouldn't do it. I think she ended up talking me out of not releasing the episodes and um, we released them in June of 2021. I think we did it week by week. If I remember, we released one at a time. And again, you guys, I had no, we had no clue what we were doing. We didn't know how to produce episodes, edit episodes. We just talked in just long extended (laughs) periods of conversation that maybe didn't even make sense. But let me tell you what didn't make sense. It was so healing for me to just share and get it out. I don't even care who hears it. The fact that I just got it out to at least one person, which was my friend on the other side of the world in London with her headphones and and microphone, the fact that I was getting it out was so 
healing. She was hearing things that she did not know that she'd be like crying because she'd like, Kayla, like I didn't know this happened. And I'd be like, yeah, because who wants to talk about this shittiness in their life? Who wants to talk about that? But the shittiness in your life is what needs to be talked about, is what needs to be shared, is what will create true connection with people and actually help your relationships and help your ability to communicate and share your feelings. So that's what I started to do. And, um, and that is the most vulnerable I've been in in my life. Um, thus far we released the episodes and little by little, what started to happen was people were reaching out to me saying, wow, I can totally relate to this. I totally understand what you're going through or what you went through. I have been there too. I have felt like this too. So all of that time that I was scared of sharing the bad parts of me and the mistakes I made and the the things that I went through that were, that someone else could look at and be like, why the hell? What an idiot she must have been to go through all that. All that shame that I was hiding that I was able to get out helped me so much. And I know it helped so many other people to, to the point now where like hundreds of thousands of people have heard my story and it actually feels so good to, to share that messiness with people. So that was really the first time that I was really vulnerable and I would not take it back for anything. Another way that I'm super triggered by going home and going to Oklahoma and seeing my family. And again, this is so not a dig at my family. I I love them so much, but it is triggering when you know how to share your feelings and seeing other people that don't know how to do that because you know, and I know that that is the way to true healing And not to say that I have all the right answers and maybe the way I did it was not appropriate to some people and they don't agree with the way that I did my healing process and that's totally fine. I'm not saying my way is the way, but I'm saying communication, sharing your feelings and being vulnerable is the way. However, you need to do those three things is how you will find true healing, true connection, true love, intimacy, and joy in your life. So now I always feel at this crossroads between do I go to this person or these people and say, hey, I notice you need help because I don't want to come across as someone who thinks they're a know-it-all and immediately put that person in the box of you need help. I very much believe that whoever wants help will seek it. When the student is ready, the master will show is one of my favorite quotes and like There were times where people were trying to get me to do stuff that I refused to do. It wasn't until I saw it for myself that I needed to do the work. I needed to heal and I needed help. I need to accept my life, what had happened. I need to acknowledge the role that I was playing in my own suffering. And that was all on me. And I don't think anyone could have told me that a million times. And I would have said, okay, yes, you're right. It had to be my decision. So I always feel in this crossroads, why I'm so triggered is like, Oh, I just like want to squeeze that person and be like, listen to me. I know the way and this is what you could do. But I also know it's not my choice or decision to, to make that decision to start that process. So that's why it's super triggering for me when you can see someone that you know what they should do. 
because you've walked through it, you've done it, you've done the hard things, you've faced it, you've faced yourself, the challenges, the failure, the heartbreak, everything, but you came out so much stronger and better and wiser on the other side and seeing that person that they could have that do, like they could have that potential, they could be living up to that potential and they just don't see it for themselves. So that's just a couple just reasons why I'm so triggered this week. And I just feel I needed to share that to the world and get that out there. And again, just be vulnerable. All right. So I'm always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. I'm able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Even better is that Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Since I have been using the Grow Essentials Kit, which contains all of the products you need, I swear my hair is growing so much faster. And when you sign up for a monthly membership, you save more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. I use the Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily and my hair and scalp are flourishing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's when you know it's good. Get the hair you have always wanted with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com habits and use code habits to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash habits, code habits. Also, as I was kind of coming up with these topics, you know, communication, sharing your feelings, vulnerability. So I'm at the airport on the way back home to Florida and just wanted something to watch, something, something like positive on the way home to watch. And I came across Brene Brown has this speech that I guess she kind of produced and recorded and some, some talk she was giving, but she recorded it and it's actually on Netflix and it's called The Call to Courage. And if you don't know anything about Brene Brown, she is amazing. She's done about two decades of researching shame, which I love, vulnerability and empathy. And she just made such amazing, good points about vulnerability, how it's not a weakness, how it's actually so brave, how it's courageous, how courage and vulnerability are on the same, the same end, not opposite ends. Like most people think vulnerability and courage are on opposite ends. And that's so not the case that we can actually measure vulnerability by how brave you are. And she just had these really great points. There was three points that she actually realized when she started to do her own work around vulnerability, because again, we all cringe around that word and we don't actually want to be vulnerable. It's very scary. It's a very scary thing when you know you have to be vulnerable. And I think that's why so many of us just resist it and put it off and it actually creates more distress in our lives. But when she had to finally face her own vulnerability, she was like, oh shit, like this is the answer to a wholehearted life and love and intimacy and joy is being vulnerable. And so she's done so much research on it. And um, I 100% agree. I could not agree more with being vulnerable is the key to living a wholehearted, meaningful, connected life with yourself, with your partner, with your relationships, with family. 
because the people that matter most are going to love and accept your vulnerability and embrace your vulnerability. And those are the only people that matter. Those are the only people who should actually make the list of who gets to witness your vulnerability. But when you just keep pushing and hiding and shoving and resisting and you back yourself into a corner and you have no one, you have no one to be vulnerable with and all you have is your thoughts, which are typically negative, your pain, your trauma, your shame, your guilt, your grief, and you're backed into a corner, it's going to feel so lonely. You're going to feel so isolated. You're going to feel so numb. The key to living a beautiful, connected life like just full on passionate life is that willingness to let the armor down, taking the armor off that you think is actually keeping you safe. And it's not keeping you safe. The armor is not keeping you safe. Being vulnerable, sharing your feelings, communicating with those you love most is the way to be safe. The three main points she had in that talk, I wrote down and I want to share them with you guys today because I think they're very, very pivotal. Could not be more true. Um, The first one about vulnerability. Vulnerability is living in the arena. If you are brave with your life and you choose to live in the arena, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to know heartbreak and you're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to know failure if you are brave with your life. And vulnerability is not about winning or losing. It's about showing up when you cannot control the outcome. And she also had this amazing quote by Teddy Roosevelt, which she claims she was like, there was my life before this quote and my life after this quote. And I'm like, damn, it was such a good quote. And of course I wrote it down. And of course I'm going to share it with you guys today. So it's by Teddy Roosevelt. It's called the man in the arena. And here's what it says. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. And if you've ever read Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, you will know exactly what this means. So that's one reason you can be vulnerable, is living in the arena, showing up, not letting it matter if you fail. You're going to fail if you're brave. You're going to fail if you're courageous with your life. That's the only way to get ahead. Second is vulnerability is not weakness, and it's the most accurate way for us to measure courage. I used to think showing the bad parts of me was weakness. I used to play the tough card, right? Has anyone ever played the tough girl card, tough guy card? Oh, no, no, no. I'm tough. I have it all together. I'm fine. My mom just died. Eh, it's just life. It's fine. Sweep it under the rug. I thought showing my negative emotions, showing my sadness, crying was weakness. When that is so not the case, that is could not be more opposite. It's when we actually can show our true emotion, be real with people, let them know our life isn't perfect. Our kids aren't perfect. We fight, we argue. Our house is messy. I don't always look like this all the time. Sometimes I'm in sweats and my hair is up and no makeup on. Sometimes I'm barely making it through the day. Sometimes I don't get out of bed. Sometimes I cry for no reason. Holding it all together all the time is way more exhausting 
than just accepting and admitting you don't have it all together. Number three, if people are maybe giving you criticism, maybe you're in a position where you put yourself out there and you get you know, criticism or bad reviews, or you see people talking online about you, or you hear people talk about you behind your back, whatever it is, if they are not in the arena, if they are not taking chances, if they are not being brave, if they are not being vulnerable, you should not be interested or care about the opinion on your life or your choices. I learned this the really hard way because when I did put my story out there about my toxic relationship, there were so many bad reviews. She's an idiot. She's entitled. How dumb can you be? She didn't want to work. She complained, blah, blah, blah. I know deep down the people that have gone through what I have gone through know what it's like when you're in those type of situations. You don't have common sense. You don't have logic. You don't have right or wrong. It's a matter of survival when you're in those type of situations. And I was just simply doing the best I could. And what I really want to say to those people is like, where's your podcast? Where's your vulnerability? Where's you admitting your mistakes? Where's your perfect life? Because anyone who's talking shit on you, criticizing you, saying how stupid you are, saying how dumb you are, is not living in the arena. They're not being vulnerable. They're not being brave with their life. They're scared. They're weak. And they don't know what else to do other than to cause pain on other people because they themselves do not want to feel that pain. So there are millions of cheap seats in the arena filled with people who will never once step foot in the arena. Never once. They will never get down on the ground, on the floor, being in, on the turf or whatever it is, dirt, whatever. They're going to be in the nosebleeds looking down on you, criticizing you. So you can choose whose opinion you let matter. The people that matter most to me literally see the worst parts of me that I can be so vulnerable with. And those are the people that I feel the most connected to. And I'm this, again, I'm not a dig at my family or my friends in Oklahoma, but when I'm in Florida or with the people that I've met since my healing journey, because they've come into my life for a reason and I can have deep conversation with them. I crave deep conversation now. Just this morning, I went to coffee with a friend after yoga. She's a yoga instructor. We had just, I can't even explain like the deepest conversation about our struggles our, our, um, our shadow, you know, like what we're working on what we're, what's revealing into our lives that we need to work on. And we talked about our thoughts and the negative thoughts we have about ourselves. And it's like, who does that? Who, who goes to coffee and talks about those things? Usually it's gossip. We're talking about other people or surface level, or what are you doing today? What, where are you shopping? Like, what are the kids doing? You know, it's just such surface level. And I, I, I think that's why I get so exhausted because since doing the work, I can't have those meaningful conversations. Those are the conversations that I love having. Anything else just simply isn't worth my time. So when you spend four or five days living on the surface and like staying afloat, it's very exhausting. So talking about communication, sharing feelings and vulnerability. When people are hurting, they want to hurt other people. You know, the saying hurt people, hurt people. When people build up that armor, build up that wall, they want to make their life seem as perfect as possible. And also when, when you're bothered by so many different things, why, what else has a hold on you? What else has a hold on your emotions that you don't know how to deal with that? You let something bother you. Actually, nothing should bother us. You guys, nothing should actually bother us. And if it does, it could maybe bother us for like a day or less. 
But when you're bothered by so many things and you build that up and you keep that in and you justify the reason it's bothering you, that just shows how little of vulnerability you have in your life. I feel as though letting something bothering you is the opposite of sharing your feelings. Letting something bother you is the opposite of sharing your feelings, being real, being connected, being vulnerable. And we typically reserve using people's vulnerability against them for the people that we love the most because we are actually scared. You guys, we are fearful. We are scared when we see vulnerability in other people, but we cannot have love, intimacy, joy. If we do not let ourselves be seen, how can you expect to be loved? How can you expect to be yourself if you don't let yourself be fully seen? So I love that Brene Brown says vulnerability is the path back to each other. It's the path back to ourselves. We are so terrified to get on that path that we end up hurting each other instead. Not being vulnerable is saying that I would rather never know love than to know hurt or grief or pain or struggle. And that is a huge price to pay in this short life we have on this earth. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to let so much time go by and not be vulnerable with the people that love you the most. Vulnerability is the way back to yourself. Vulnerability is the way back to each other. Vulnerability is saying, I accept that I have work to do and that I need help. Vulnerability is saying, I acknowledge that I have played a role in my own suffering and I don't want to suffer anymore. Vulnerability is having the awareness of the feelings that you are having and sharing them in real time and getting them off of your chest, out of your body. Emotions can be stuck in your body. And if you wait too long, it's just more and more piles of work you're going to have to do. It was really hard to share my story and especially the attention that it got. Hundreds of thousands of people hearing that story. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect seeing so many negative comments, which really was something that I had to face and work through. I also didn't expect for it to help so many women and getting so many messages about how they totally understood where I was coming from and they had gone through that before. And thank you for giving me hope and sharing that there's light on the other side of this. It's really scary doing this episode today and sharing the feelings that I have about my family and kind of like my deepest feelings about my triggers and and the contrasting and conflicting emotions that I have current day and the things that I'm going through personally too. And it's really hard to be vulnerable, but to not have the hard conversations because they make you uncomfortable is the definition of privilege. When you build an environment where there is zero tolerance for vulnerability, where perfection and armor are rewarded and necessary, you can't be vulnerable and have tough conversations. I don't know how to have these conversations. They are incredibly uncomfortable. I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. What I say won't match my heart. It might be taken the wrong way and people make assumptions. But guess what? Brave leaders are never silent around hard things. Our job in this life is to excavate the unsaid. What needs to be said? What needs to be said in your life right now? What are you holding on to? What are you hiding? What are you not sharing? What connections are you not making because you're not being vulnerable with your partner? What have you not told them? What deep, dark secret do they need to know so they can understand you better? What is the thing that's not being said? That 
takes vulnerability. That takes courage. That takes bravery. That is living in the arena, not in the cheap seats. When you don't acknowledge your vulnerability, you work your shit out on other people. Other people feel your pain. Other people get your anger. That's not fair. That's not fair. Why are other people getting the projection of how you're really feeling inside? Work that shit out on your own. Stop causing so much drama. Stop hiding. So I'm going to end this with saying, take one act of courage this week. Take one act of being brave this week. Take one act of being vulnerable with someone this week. Go to them and say, I have to tell you something. This is how I feel. I don't feel right. I went through this and it's hard. I don't know how to handle these emotions. I feel like I'm failing you all the time. I don't want our friends and family to think we don't have issues. I want to be open and honest with the people that are closest to us. I want to feel more connection with you. I want to feel more connection with other people. Go to someone this week and tell them something you are leaving unsaid. If they are truly someone that cares about you and loves you, it's only going to help your relationship. It's going to help it flourish. Again, I keep saying the word connection and connected, but it's so true. You're only going to create more connection with that person, not division. If it does cause division, either that person's not right for you or there's some work to do around that as well. Be vulnerable. Say the hard things. Do the hard things. Show up. Fail. Fall. Get your heart broken. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Be vulnerable. Be brave. I love you guys. I would not be saying all of this if I didn't love and care for you and your feelings and just provoking thoughts in your mind of a different way of living your life a more deeper meeting passionate life that you are meant to be living see you guys next week the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.